When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined, as always, by G.K. Wiley, Armani Buckets, and Jake Dicker. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? You know what? Um, I was doing great until Serena... Lost mm. in the first round for Wimbledon. Right. It was just such a shocker to see her on this decline. I she gave her heart out though. She like did. I actually, she, I mean, she kind of. I'm not gonna lie. She kind of beat herself. Yeah. Um. If you watch the if you watch the match, so she. Ugh. But what a heartbreaker, man! To like to get out in the first round too. This is what your first match and like. Mm-hmm. God only knows how long she hasn't won four, 14 majors. It's not the same when she's not no. there. You no, know? it's like when Tiger Woods doesn't. Yeah, yeah. You know. D- does it tour up with the PGA? Like mm-hmm. you, you don't really look forward to it as much, right? So, yeah, I'm kind of bummed, but you know, I'm, I'm hopefully on the men's side, obviously we're still going to be seeing you know some greats on there. So, but still bummed. The exact opposite of that, Russell Westbrook. I loved the video he posted. Uh, I think it was on his Instagram of him smiling in the car after he accepted his uh, <laughs> his player option. That's right. <laughs> it reminded me it was a full circle moment from last year when he had um, the trade to the Lakers and then he was posting those car videos with him, Nipsey, uh, with Nipsey yeah. dancing. What a full circle moment for Westbrook. Yeah, I think they both hit it on the head. The highs, the highs and lows <laughs> of yesterday. Um, but yeah, I, I'm good. I'm excited, excited to be back. Excited to have you back yeah um yeah yeah welcome back Arash. by the way back for one day and then i'm off to las vegas uh tomorrow Busy man ufc fight uh weekend it's always a good time so with that said let's get to today's headlines brought to you by circus sports circa millions and circus survivor pro football contests are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes visit circusports.com for details hit it jihei Well, 
Well, it's no surprise. We already mentioned it. Russell Westbrook has exercised his $47.1 million option for the 2022-2023 season to return to the Lakers. Westbrook, a nine-time All-Star and the 2017 NBA MVP, is entering the final season of his five-year $206 million contract. The Lakers are counting on Westbrook to have a comeback season under new coach Darvin Ham. But do you think Westbrook will be on the Lakers next season, guys? I don't think the Lakers want him back <laughs> next season, and I think that they're doing and saying things that are kind of, you know, we want you to focus on defense, defense first. I mean, Russell Westbrook does not want to hear that. I don't think, and you know, Ben Howland, I think, was like the last guy to tell Russell Westbrook, <laughs> focus on defense. We want you to be de- defense first. So with all that said, I, I know that they are working hard in terms of trying to facilitate a trade. And as we speak right now, they are continuing that, whether it's a three-team deal or four-team deal. I mean, they're they, they looking at like every possible thing that they can do, and that's including first round pick so uh the Kyrie thing is not dead I don't think uh you know listen they both did what we thought that they were gonna do you're not gonna turn down millions of dollars and we're talking you know 46 47 million dollars for Russell Westbrook for Kyrie 36 million they're not turning that down that being said I do think Brooklyn's looking at possibilities the Lakers are looking like at what possibilities that 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 they can have he may start the season with the Lakers. I don't think that there's any way Russell Westbrook finishes the season here. I think that it comes down to what happens in free agency. So we're going to have to see what the Nets do. We're going to have to see what Charlotte does, Indiana, Oklahoma City. I think those are the four most likely landing spots for Westbrook. So if those teams, if one of those teams maybe strikes out and then looks back in a week from today and says, well, we didn't do anything. Now maybe they can talk themselves more into it. With Brooklyn, again, they don't own any of their picks for the next five years starting next year. So it's like they have no incentive to be bad and Westbrook I guess makes you middle of the pack kind of eight seed maybe I don't know if he would you know want to play with Durant or vice versa there's a lot to be unpacked here the thing that me and Jake were talking about yesterday was the Spurs are looking to move DeJounte Murray for basically nothing because they want a chance at like a top five pick for next year's draft next year's draft is the draft so if the Hornets strike out maybe they revisit it and say all right we'll take on Westbrook we'll tank or try to tank I don't know if you would be successful at tanking with LaMelo and Westbrook but we try to tank we get a top five pick and then we give you Rogier and Gordon Hayward um I don't know if I like that for either party to be honest but I think it it really just depends on what happens in free agency if a team strikes out maybe they maybe they pull the trigger on Westbrook I think I change my stance on this question every day. Part of, part of it being like what makes sense for teams in the league and half of it being emotional and how I'm feeling about Westbrook that day. Yeah. But I think what I my official, I'm not going to change my stance on this. I think he starts the year with the Lakers yeah. and I think he's moved at the around the deadline. He's much easier to move then as exactly. an expiring contract than um, with what two months left mm-hmm. until he's no longer whatever team he's going to's problem. Um, opposed to now where no one, and I mean no one wants to do the Lakers any favors anyways um, it's just so hard I don't think I don't think they're sitting around and just gonna be like let's let's keep him I think yeah. they're actively trying anything they can to get rid of him but I just don't think I don't think there's a logical way for this to happen at this point yeah yeah I mean I I don't see I, I just don't I don't see 
unless he unless he gets benched right and like you just basically just waste all that money at the end i don't see him i don't see him playing for them um so you don't see him beginning the season like they they either move him or something happens i mean i think idealistically in a perfect world yeah yeah you know but yeah i mean maybe what are they the chances just, they would john wall him what are the chances that they would just tell him like don't don't I around. think that would have already happened. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, the fact true. that he was the one, or I think there was only two players there at the Ham press conference. So, listen, yeah, I, I agree with you. It's not as bad as the John Wall situation where they're saying don't come around this team. But it's not good. I mean, they are on the phone like day and night trying to move this guy. So, well, sorry. And well, and also, John Wall is totally di- is a totally different situation than. Westbrook, right? As far as like health is concerned, yes. I think John Wall could have played last year, right? I mean, at some point, yeah, but, at some point yeah. he could have. They just didn't want him to. They were trying to tank. Yeah, but um, with this situation, so if he comes back, you don't. You have the six million dollar taxpayer mid level, which is sounds like it's going to go to Monk, yeah. and then you have veteran minimums. You don't have a starting center on your roster. So, is your starting center? You have two options. You sign him for the vet minimum, or you trade for him. And it sounds like. What are your assets to trade for a starting center? Talon Horton Tucker. Pretty yeah. much that's your asset. And that's a well, $10 like million dollar picks and, and the draft picks. But do you want to give up a, a draft pick for no. just to yeah. get a starting center? I mean, who's even in that? Like if you're going to trade for a starting so center, like Miles I, Turner? I did this. Yes, Miles Turner, if they want to get rid of him, $18 million expiring contract. Clint Capella, there's been some rumors about him maybe leaving Atlanta. There's not a lot of names. There's not a lot of good names available. So then you're looking at next year, potentially, if they can't move Westbrook, what, is he your starting point guard? And then you have Monk, and then you have Reeves, Kendrick Nunn. It's the same team with veteran minimums. But do positions really matter in this day and age of the NBA? Like, do you need a center, per se? Well... I think Anthony Davis thinks he needs a center. That's the issue. Is if if he doesn't want to play center, yeah. Then who is the center on the Lakers right now? Like looking Dwight at Dwight Howard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> no, the problem with this is is this could be worse than last year. It legitimately. I think if they're healthy, there's no way it's worse than last year. The only reason I say that is if they're healthy, like even last year, as much of a train wreck that was, if they're healthy, and they that's a Westbrook. playoff team. And they keep Westbrook. Yeah, because I mean, they're uh, listen. I'm not even worried about him, even though I, like, I'm concerned about him. If they're healthy, this is a playoff team. If they're healthy, they have two of the top ten players in the league, and that's why I think the plus two thousand, and I think I think the odds even went higher recently, plus twenty two hundred odds. Like, I'm taking a flyer on that tomorrow when I go to Vegas because like you, you are going into the season when healthy, two of the top ten players in the league. Let's do an experiment really quickly. Yeah. All right, so Westbrook comes back. New Orleans or the Lakers? Who's better? New Orleans. Um, Portland or the Lakers? Who's better? Lakers. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what, what do you guys think? Portland or Lakers? Yeah, I'm going with what Arash said. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, so they're... So you're saying probably... I'm saying they're a playoff team, but I'm not saying that they're going to do anything big. Um, but, um, but, but I think if you go into the playoffs, and again, I, I just... The, the, the two of the top ten player thing I think is just such a significant thing like it's not a small thing and I think the fact that, that you didn't have one of the top ten players again when healthy for half the season I think we kind of like glossed over that because it was like it was just such a train wreck that you're like like even if they're healthy 
Like, even if they're healthy, I think that they're not a top four seed. I think they're a six, seven, eight seed. But here's the thing with Anthony Davis is even when he was healthy last year, not, what happened to his jump shooting? I, like, I agree. There's other concerns that I have personally. Yeah. I hear you, though. If Anthony Davis comes back to being... You're saying two top 10 players. Anthony Davis, in theory, is a surefire top 10 player. But is, I have yeah. to see it again. Like, I have yeah. to see him actually hit jump shots, consistently hit the mid-range. The defense And Kendrick there. Nunn, I do consider He'll like be, a new player yes. because he, he didn't yes. play. So, I mean, so that's not... Again, that's not a small thing. I think Kendrick no, yeah. Nunn is like the, could be the, the, th- the third best player on the could team. Could be the starting shooting guard, yeah. 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 yeah, I'm not... This is a completely factual story. Yesterday, we talked about the Lakers, and I went home, and I literally watched 2020 Anthony <laughs> Davis highlights yeah. for an hour, oh, yeah. and it was was a different brand of basketball than we t- saw yeah. last year last year and a half. It the was- way that he played in Florida, like I'm talking top five player. I'm oh, talking yeah, yeah, could have yeah. won finals MVP. I mean, that last second shot, what was it, against Portland or Denver? Denver. Denver. Denver yeah. I mean, you're looking at like the one of the best players in the league. It's not even close. And so my view, and I'm very optimistic, and Jihei knows that, like I have to believe that that player is still in him that he's gonna come back i mean we're seeing he's not old there were situations hurt he is hurt yeah but i mean there were situations in that highlight where he's last year and a half where he's taking step back jump shots and the same situation he's spinning out of double teams and dunking on three guys i Mm -hmm. mean it's there was just a fire under him it seemed like and an intensity and will to get to the rim that Mm -hmm. he i don't know if it's because he's injured or what it is that we just haven't seen the last 18 months the the hope has got to be that with this new coaching staff and Ham and you got like a Rashid Wallace in your face. Like you're a you're a big <laughs> it's like that scene of swingers. You're a big bear, man. You're a big bear. I don't want you to be the guy in the PG movie. I want you to be the guy in the PG thirteen movie. You're not quite sure what to think about this guy. Great movie, by the way. Yes. Um now, Russell Westbrook. Kendrick Nunn, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and let's go with Brandon starting center, Hassan Whiteside. Okay. How, how many wins is that? I don't I think it's the uh, I mean there's no Laker fans that's going to be thrilled with what I'm about to say but just consider where they were a year ago. I think that's a 6 seed. I I don't um, know what what win total that is. So over 500. I yeah. think so, oh yeah, over for sure over 500. All right. Wait, hold up. Let me, let me, let me hold up. Let me back. You were the one guy who was, was kind of high on this team a year ago. You were like, if they could just find a way to get in this play-in tournament. So where are you at now? Like, I, I don't I get s- it. I still think the same way. If Anthony Davis becomes Anthony Davis from 2020, mm-hmm. then everything changes with this yeah. team. But I don't believe in him anymore until he shows it, until he shows consistently the health and the jump shooting is back and the defense. And most importantly, the want. Like, yes, he doesn't well, that's want it. Yeah, like, it desire. seems like, yeah, the desire. So, I would say... That speaks to defense, by the way. There's a want and a, and a desire to play defense, and that want and desire was not there. So, if that's there, and it's not a small thing. I mean, if that gets taken away from you for whatever reason as a player... I mean, how can you find that back? And you gotta hope that maybe with this new coaching change, and when people are talking about you like in a certain way, like you're no longer one of the best players, you have to hope that there's some like shoot, like I'm gonna show you that I'm the best. Yeah. And so that again, a lot of what my hope is with this team is not based upon a trade or a move. I think some of the pieces are there. I think that the championship door has closed, but I do think that, the, that there is a chance for this team to be a top five, six team to make the postseason. Well, according to multiple sources, Jalen Brunson guys will sign 
with the New York Knicks on a four-year deal worth $110 million. The Knicks have already received some backlash for the move. Do you like this move for the Knicks, and do you have an issue with the tampering that goes on before free agency starts? So here's the thing. I'm going to focus on the tampering and allow you guys to touch on the rest. I mean, the tampering is just a part of the game. And again, we are going to see deals be done a minute like into free agency. Shams is going to break, you know, year and term of deals within seconds of, of you know. So, but this is the worst kind of tampering. When I say worst kind of tampering, this is the most clear cut. What is the connection again? Jalen Brunson's... Jalen Brunson's dad was just hired as an assistant with the Knicks, I yes. think. That's the so, connection. This here's it the reminds thing. me of college, by the way. Remember, like, like in recruiting, yeah. like the guy's coach or the guy's dad is like the lead assistant, and then he goes to, you know, but yeah. Yeah, he, it's like he was his like high school coach, and then yeah. now, now he's getting hired as his college coach or whatever mm-hmm. assistant. Yeah. It sounds bad, but it sounds less bad when you find out that he was on Tom Thibodeau's two of his previous staffs. So I guess... No, exactly. No, could, exactly. But it still looks like, I mean, for recruitment it's not purposes. Help, it's not right. helping yeah. his cause, yeah. But it's just something that happens. Tampering, I mean, again, when you look at the player empowerment movement, the summer of the Westbrook trade, the war room of the Lakers, the de facto war room was LeBron's house where he had guys over and they said, okay, how are we going to make this work? And it was clutch sports and it was like, okay, for whatever, I, I will never get how he chose Russell Westbrook. One of the <laughs> brightest minds in basketball. I mean, how the heck, I mean, I, I, I guess that he didn't, I mean, I know he liked KCP. I heard him and Kuzma didn't always see eye to eye, but how he landed on Westbrook is the deal that they had to make. Well, I will never get that. I will never understand it either. In terms of this deal, everybody's going at the Knicks right now saying yeah. this is not a good move. Well, but what, what, what does it make the Knicks? Like, what? Like, Nothing. Does, <laughs> that, well, that's, I guess that's like you're spending a hundred whatever million dollars, and I think it's... I think they're going to maybe improve by a couple of wins, but this doesn't make you a, a, a good team. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, my issue with it is is what they've done to be able to do this. They traded out of their lottery yeah. pick, traded Nerlens Noel and Alec Burks yesterday to Detroit. Yeah. Um, and, like, who's a max player nowadays? Like, the well, max the contract thing. used to be such a coveted thing for, like, a small group of guys in the league. And now, the I mean... The Bradley Beal deal is going to go, go oh, down as one of the worst... I mean, I mean, no knock on Beal, but was he going to make $250 million? 50 yeah. a year. Holy... That's- I mean, I love Jalen Brunson, who's 16 points uh, a game last year. He's had a really good year for Dallas, but is that, like, a max guy in the NBA? I think the term max, so it is a max, but like when you scale it to what his max is compared to what Beal's max is, right. 27 million for a Jalen Brunson to me sounds about right. I, it sounds kind of like a steep price, but if you're if you're taking it as each team gets 122 million, a fifth of that is about 25 million. So each starter, in theory, should make around what 20 million. Brunson is an above-average starter, and I would I would consider him a low-level star. Like Fred Van Vliet, by the way, is about to get a contract extension with the Raptors. Same numbers, and I and I look at them and I say, same player. Yeah. So very comparable. It's just because it's the Knicks and their history of ineptitude that people are jumping the gun and saying that this is this doesn't work. But honestly. Why not? I mean, what else are you going to do? do something, right? Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, I'm like, you know, this better to make a swap, I guess, than to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. Right? With, with Jen? Yeah. Well, last but not least, 
Freddie Freeman left the Atlanta Braves and eventually landed with the Dodgers. There was uh, shock within the industry because of Freeman's long history with the Braves after his emotional homecoming to Atlanta last week. Freeman was, has fired the agency that represented him in his offseason negotiations, XL Sports Management. Do you think Freeman regrets leaving the Braves for the Dodgers? And if so, should the Dodgers be concerned about a player who may have second thoughts about his move? I've never seen a player that emotional returning to the place that he left. Again, because he left. He didn't get cut. He didn't get traded. He left on his own. Now, with the Braves, listen, I mean, I, I think that they knew that they couldn't match the contract but it is so clear that Freeman wanted to stay there and he is so upset that his representation didn't do what perhaps he told them to do. But Jake, I mean, I, I've never seen a guy. I mean, he took off that Dodgers hat and crumpled it and was crying. And I mean, like he wanted to go back to Atlanta at that point. Yeah, I don't know if Freddie Freeman hates being a Dodger, but I know that he hates not being a Brave. Great point. Um. It, but in terms of if the Dodgers should be concerned about this guy, I mean, he can, he's hitting 310 with four yeah. home runs and 17 RBIs this month. Like, he can be as sad as, like, as, sad <laughs> as he wants if he's going to put up those numbers. Um, I think that this weekend in Atlanta needed... Dave Roberts said he thought it was therapeutic for Freddie, and I do think this is kind of a hurdle that he needed to get over. Um, Clayton Kershaw kind of called him out. He had a quote basically saying, we don't want to be second fiddle, and once Freddie, you know, we're a pretty good team over here too. Once he gets comfortable, I think he'll enjoy it. I think that kind of, I, Freddie said they talked about it, and they're That's fine. Good. Um, but yeah, it was definitely kind of, it was odd. It, it was, was odd. Like, I understand why it happened. I mean, he, I thought going into free agency last year, you could kind of pencil in Freddie Freeman to Atlanta. Like, it was the match made in heaven. There was no reason he was ever going to leave yeah. Atlanta. Um, I mean, he is their Clayton Kershaw for a better, I mean, lack of a better word. But he is, I get why it happened. I think this needed, he needed to get over this hump. And I think moving forward, he'll be fine. But again, he left. And, and again, it wasn't something that happened very quickly. There was a lot of talk. He wanted to go back. And I think he's so upset that his representation didn't do everything in their power to do what he wanted. And he wanted, but again, to your point, Jake, I mean, what an amazing season he's had. A true pro's pro. So I am happy that he's here. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend, Grant and Mona. When we return right here on the Mighty Air 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, the in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM 
in AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Los Angeles, Vegas, or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circa Sports guest hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circa Survivor Pro Football Contest with 12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircaSports.com for details. And here he is, our good friend Grant Mona. Grant, how are you? I'm doing very well this morning. It is starting to get hot in oh, Southern yeah. California. I hope everyone's staying cool out there and free agency is heating up, isn't it? Yeah. Great uh, play of words there. Great pun from the great 1A. By the way, San Fernando Valley is always like 20 degrees hotter than the rest of Southern California. So I feel you there, my friend. It's way worse. worse. Um, Let's start with your uh, Clippers here. I mean, I think there was a lot of talk about, you know, you know, John Wall. What's he going to do? Maybe Westbrook Wall deal, change of scenery. You guys, the Clippers have a big three now, although... Wall hasn't played in one year. Kawhi has not played in one year. What are your thoughts now with the Clippers? Again, you basically have your team now. You got Zuzubox is back. Batum, I, I really think they're going to uh, find a way to, to sign him. Your thoughts on all the moves that the Clippers have made so far? Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited just because you know, for years, there's you know after Chris Paul left, there's a hole there, the point guard spot. You know, We drafted Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And he was supposed to be the one of the future. And then we moved him for Paul George with all the picks. So we, we've been kind of looking for that that point guard that can set up both Kawhi and Paul George for the longest time. Um, and we thought Reggie Jackson with a buyout would help. But he's really not a facilitator. He's more of like a shooting guard, a scorer. Um, so getting John Wall in, in the spot where he's on a buyout, he's probably going to be on the on the MLE. You know, We don't know if he's going to be a vet man or, or an MLE. It's looking more like a six-and-a-half MLE which is kind of a steal for what you're going to get. I mean, yeah. yes, this guy's past his prime, right? Yeah, he's he's not as explosive, as athletic as he once was. But what you're going to get is a guy that can find Kawhi and Paul George in open spots. He can create, get to the rim. He can finish at the rim. And, you know, it's kind of weird because, you know, you thought that the Lakers would kind of put together a package, and they did at the trade deadline for John Wall, Westbrook, and, and THT, and, none, and that, that whole package that they're dangling to everybody to get Wall. And now that trade is dead. Um, you know, the Kyrie Irving thing is dead. So the Clippers kind of found this little this little area to wiggle with, the fine wall to fit in. And he's best friends with Paul George, so this was kind of a thing that was coming for a long time. So I'm really excited about it. And, uh, again, there was, I don't know if it was a leaked tape or footage. I mean, Kawhi looks great. Kawhi looks like he's 100% um, healthy. Again, I mean, I think Las Vegas has not forgotten. I think that the Clippers have moved up. They are right behind Golden State for the uh, title odds for next season. But again, thoughts on Kawhi. I think when he got hurt in that postseason, he was having one of the most dominant postseasons that we've seen since Shaq back in 2000. Thoughts on Kawhi? Yeah, uh, Kawhi, was, Kawhi and Durant were kind of going haymaker after haymaker, you know, in their respective conferences in that playoffs. And people were thinking, oh, well, Kawhi, the best player in that playoffs is Kevin Durant. So he was kind of at his peak as a Clipper um, right before he got hurt, which is really unfortunate because I think the Clippers would have probably made the finals beat the Suns and went to the finals. Yeah. Probably not would have beaten Milwaukee. But uh, for him now, it's you know, I've heard a lot of reports of him being slimmer, getting thinner, um, trying to be more, you know, agile. And, you know, from, from what I've seen in that very small tidbit of a clip that we got, it looks like he has gotten a little thinner. It looks like he's trying to be more uh, quick, 
I don't think he's going to try to be as much of a powerful threat as he was before. Um, I think he's going to try to really take care of his body from here on out. Because, you know, that's the main thing with this Clipper team is health. You know, we all know what kind of talent they have on paper. It's just that they're never on the court together. So, you know, I'm, I'm weary right now, but I'm just really excited to get one of the top players in the world back. I think that's what all Clippers fans are, are kind of looking forward to at this point. Grant, in terms of the Jalen Brunson deal, it sounds like he's headed to the Knicks four years, $110 million. What are your thoughts on that deal? I've seen a lot of people give the Knicks a lot of backlash in terms of the amount of the, the dollars that Brunson is getting. What do you think about it? Yeah, I, you know, initially I thought he was going back to the Mavs as a sure lock because he fits so well with Luka. Um, he's just such a great number two for Luka. Um, he's really gritty. He's hard-nosed. He'll put his head down, get to the rim. Now, with the Knicks, I think what the Knicks are trying to do here is they're trying to, like, make a statement, right? Because they have agents as their, their their brain trust now. They have the CAA guys. So what they're going to try to do with this Brunson sign is be like, hey, we're going to swing for the fences, and we're going to bring, you know, obviously he's not a star, but we're going to bring these free agents in, and we're going to pay them money because we need to create a culture here. We need to say, like, hey, we're going to dish out the money to get this team better. And you know, they have a dilemma with R.J. Barrett and, and Julius Randle. You know, Julius Randle had some tantrums on the court with the Knicks last year. So if they can move him for, say, a few pieces or maybe a few other draft picks, because obviously they traded for those draft picks to clear space for Jalen Brunson. But, you know, if you get a, a few draft picks back, you kind of you can put together a trade package. Then, you know, around Brunson, they're going to maybe pair him with the Murray because now Deontay Murray from the Spurs is uh, is up for trade so those two aren't going to get them over the hump but it's going to make them another destination. People are going to be like hey the Knicks are trying to do something at least. They're trying to sign big free agents so um, I think that's what they're trying to do with this move and, and obviously we'll, we'll see how paying Jalen Brunson 110 million works along the future. I, I don't think it'll go out well but I think it's just a statement move more than like a roster move. Grant, it was reported earlier that the Wizards and Nuggets are finalizing a deal uh, swapping Will Barton and Monte Morris for Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. Uh, Will Barton started 71 games for the Nuggets last year, Monte Morris 75 games. So, I mean, they obviously think very highly of KCP. Uh, what do you think of this deal? Does, does it give Denver their best starting five in the, uh, the Jokic prime era? I, I'm not really sure. I, I, I kind of questioned it when I saw it because Monte Morris and Will Barton are really guys to that Nuggets team and they have been for you know ever since Jokic got there basically so um, you know I, I could understand that the, the defensive aspect of it where KCP is a much better defender than both of those guys KCP kind of adjacently shoots pretty similarly to those guys now Ish Smith is kind of the big one because I've always liked Ish Smith but this will be his 13th team in his NBA career I think that's a, a record or something I was reading earlier is a record um, so Ish Smith's going to have a 13th team, but in terms of the Nuggets, I don't know. I'm going to have to see it in person first. I'm going to have to see it live because Will, you know, Will Barton and, and, and Monte Morris were kind of core guys of that team, and they provided scoring. So, you know, KCP is not going to provide that much scoring, but it'll provide that defense that they kind of needed on the perimeter. Like KCP can go guard, you know, one of their top players on the other end. So I really like that move defensively. Now offensively. Jokic is probably going to be the forefront anyways, and they're going to get Murray back. So I think they kind of tailored it to be like, we need more defense rather than offense since we're getting Murray and quarterback. So I, I guess I like it in that sense, but I'm going to have to see it first. Uh, Grant, what was your 
take on Freddie Freeman, again, he's parted ways with his representation. It's so clear <laughs> from his time in like Atlanta when he got his ring. And again, I've never seen a player that like overcome with emotion. It's not like he just got traded l- last week. I mean, he... He made the move to Los Angeles. He came back home. Right. The Dodger fans have embraced him. They they chanted his name. Your thoughts on how all that played out? I think it rubbed some a lot of Dodger fans the wrong way, and perhaps even some players too. Yeah, I, it's kind of a, such a weird situation because you know from all the indications, it's like as soon as he went back to Atlanta, it was kind of like, oh hey, I missed this. I want. It's kind of like I want to go back. Yeah. Like, all the signs were kind of pointing towards, you know, the Dodgers were, were the second fiddle. Like, I wasn't ever supposed to be in L.A. Like, I was supposed to be in Atlanta. Um, I don't know why I'm here crying. You know, it was kind of just such a weird scenario. And then, you know, Kershaw comes out and he says, you know, we're going to have to wean him into it. Like, we're going to have to, you know, make him like L.A. or like the team. I, it's worrying to me as a Dodger fan because, you know, Freddie's been so productive this year. I, it's been just a joy to watch him play baseball for the Dodgers. And the fans have embraced him as, as well as you'd, you'd want a star to be embraced coming off of a, a team that you've played for for, for tens of years. Um, and we've treated him just like one of our own. That's something that Dodger fans do very well. But, you know, for him to fire his agents, which is, is understandable just because, you know, I, I don't think the negotiations went right for him. He talked about this you know, before in spring training. Is like they gave him one hour to make a decision. And, you know, the Braves are kind of like, hey, we need to trade for Matt Olson now. Like we can't. You're not going to give us an hour. So I can understand that, but, you know, him sitting, you know, there's that, that photo that's going around social media of him, like, sitting on the bench and everyone else is on on the rail and he's just kind of sitting back and be like, what did I do? What? Why did I go to the Dodgers? But it, it's just such a weird situation, but he kind of cleared it up yesterday where he said, hey, look, I'm here for the next six years. I'm a, I'm a Los Angeles Dodger. Let's, I'm focused on winning titles. And I think that that Braves... Uh, whole thing this past weekend was kind of like a farewell. It's kind of like, okay, now I can get to work. That whole thing, we took care of it. I got my ring. Let's move on. So, you know, it, it remains to be seen, but his production hasn't taken a dive. So <laughs> it, it doesn't seem like it's affecting him on the field at all. Yeah. Grant, last night, Trout hit his 23rd homer of the year. Otani went three for three, including his 17th of the year. The Angels led the game three to nothing after the fourth and found a way to lose 11 to four. Um, I feel like I ask this question to everyone who comes onto the show, but is there any, like, what can this team do? You know, I, I know I remember a, a few weeks ago, maybe it was last month, that I said that I still have faith in the Angels and that faith is dwindling by the day. I mean, you know, if you have your two stars, gen- and these aren't just stars; these are generational talents. And you have guys that go. You have Otani go three for three. You have Trout hit a home run, and then you know you look up at the scoreboard and it's ten to four. And you know that's been the point with this Angels team. For and this is what Angel fans and I know Brandon when he comes back on, he's going to mention this too. <laughs> is that Angel fans have been waiting for this for years? They don't want offense; they want pitching. And time and time again, Artie Moreno and that that front office has said. No, nah, you know, we're not going to go after the big arm. You know, they had a chance to get Garrett Cole. They had a chance to get Carlos Rodon. They didn't get him. And now they're paying for it. And there's only so much an offense can take you. You know, there's so, only so much firepower you can have before your pitching kind of falls apart. Archie Bradley broke his elbow yesterday or on Sunday trying to jump over the fence for that brawl. And, you know, you don't have a manager. It's just it's a mess with the Angels right now. And yet they're still, what, six and a half, seven maybe out of the wall. Towards like 
hey, there's still a glimpse if you kind of get it together, but will they get it together? I'm starting to question it myself because the pitching can only, the bullpen can only do so much. You need starting pitching, and they don't really have it right now. They, they have the two generational stars, but they don't have anything else around. So kind of a scary situation for the Angels, unfortunately. Grant, in terms of NBA free agency, obviously it started with the Brooklyn Nets and the Kyrie Irving situation. He opted into his player option of $36 million. Do you think that the situation with him is over, and do you think he will be a member of the Brooklyn Nets on opening night? <laughs> well, the situation with Kyrie Irving, I don't think will ever be over. I think anywhere he goes for the rest of his career, he's going to have a situation. Uh, but in terms of this situation that we have currently, look, I, I've mentioned this before on, on my TikTok, is that you know he did opt in, but what that's allowing him to do is you know, maybe play the season halfway, see how the team's going, and then maybe they can flip in at the deadline. I don't think that happens, but it does allow that to be to happen. You know, he can kind of see, you know, what they can put around him and Kevin Durant, um, and that's why he said see you in the fall. He's like, okay, we're going to get to work in the fall and then kind of see, but he hasn't signed his max. He hasn't signed an extension. All he did was opt in for one year, and, you know, what Shams uh, Charania said on his tweet was he's going to be committed to his four-year commitment, right? And that four-year commitment runs out this year. So after this year, I don't see him being a net. I real, I just really don't because I don't think that front office is is going to offer him a max or they're going to offer him as many years as he wants. So and, and next year, the Lakers are off the books from Westbrook. So I think both teams kind of just play it out. The Lakers were really, really into the fact that they could probably get Kyrie Irving for like a $6 million deal and have him take a $30 million pay cut, which was, I don't think was ever going to work. So I think both teams kind of just go into the fall with what they had last year and then see, maybe flip them at the trade deadline because Westbrook was you know dangling around the, the league at the trade deadline last year and nothing happened. So I just really think that both teams are going to just run it back and see how it works for the second year. So it's unfortunate for the Lakers, but you know, for the, for the Nets, they have Ben Simmons healthy. I think they could be a pretty good team. So, uh, Grant, the midsummer classic, the All-Star game is coming to Los Angeles. Uh, we got the draft in Los Angeles, home run derby. What of all these events, again, we got the game. Uh, we got the home run derby, uh, the celebrity softball game, futures game. Of, of all these activities that are going to be here in Los Angeles, which one are you most pumped for? I mean, obviously the All-Star game is you know, the best stars in the game are going to be there. But I think the most entertaining part of the All-Star Weekend and the MLB has been the home run jersey because you have the best, like, people want to see home runs, right? They always want to see home runs. In Dodger Stadium, you know, you have the opportunity to hit the ball out of Dodger Stadium. Any fan's going to like that. And I think a lot of the guys that are going to enter this year are going to have the opportunity to hit it, like, over the bleachers in left field, over the bleachers in right field. And that's going to be a spectacle to see because I've seen it only once in Dodger Stadium history when Stanton hit it over yeah. the left field bleachers. And I just think that's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be L.A. The weather's going to be absolutely amazing uh, for July. Um, and you're just going to see the best stars in L.A. And I think that's so awesome. I think it's great for baseball. Um, but I think the home run derby, I don't think we'll see Otani this year, unfortunately. I think he put on a show in L.A., but um, I think he's kind of just going to focus on, on the All-Star game, uh, which is unfortunate. He ran out of gas last year, but Having the best stars in the game that can hit bombs at Dodger Stadium is going to be a spectacle. So I think that's the main event this year. 
And, you know, we don't have a ton of sports right now. The focus is on Major League Baseball. That being said, uh, they just announced uh, when the start of training camp is. It's next month. you got the Chargers in Costa Mesa, the Rams at UCI. Which team in Los Angeles? Again, I know the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. Chargers are coming back with a pretty stacked team. Which football team do you think will have the greater season here? Now, it's, it's hard to say this year just because the of the Rams schedule. The yeah. Rams schedule is probably the hardest I've, I've seen in a long time. I mean, they open with the Bills. They play the Packers. They play the AFC West this year, so they're going to play the Broncos, the Chargers, obviously, at the end of the year, um, and maybe in the Super Bowl. Who knows? That was my Super Bowl <laughs> pick last nice. year. So I was, maybe, I'm a year, maybe I'm a year off. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, I do think that the, the team this year is still going to be the Rams just because they have that experience. They, they've been to the Super Bowl. They won it last year. Um, they're going to have that, you know, they added Allen Robinson, they added Bobby Wagner, but the Chargers, I think will be one or two in the AFC West for sure. I, I think they'll be better than the Broncos, honestly, in my opinion. They got, you know, they got Khalil Mack, um, you know, they added J.C. Jackson as a corner. Um, that alone with Joey Bosa is unbelievable. Um, so, you know, with Herbert, it, it's not really Herbert. It's kind of the guys around him. Can Keenan Allen have a great year? Um, can Williams have another great year? Can Eckler stay healthy? Um, if, the, if that's the case, and I've been waiting for this for a long time, um, I think the Chargers can be a really good contender. And I think that they shored up that defense. They have uh, Staley as a head coach. He was great for the Rams a couple years ago. Kind of didn't really find his way last year, but he's a great defensive mind. And now that he has the pieces on that defensive end to compete, and they have Derwin James too, don't forget, they still have Derwin James. That's a pretty darn good defense, and to put that with Justin Herbert and that offense, they have to. They're kind of like the Clippers. You got to stay healthy. If you're healthy, you're going to be great. So I, I, I have a lot of faith in Chargers, but the Rams have the edge right now. Uh, Grant, a question for you and the group here. Former Lakers and Clippers fan favorite Nick Swaggy P. Young is going to return to now Crypto Arena, formerly Staples Center, to face rapper Blueface in a boxing match on July 30th. By the way, the undercard features a heavyweight boxing match between all pro running backs Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson has a Hall of Fame career. He just wow. played a year ago. I don't know why he's in the uh, boxing. What is your thoughts, Nick Young, Nick Swaggy P. Young, or Blueface? <laughs> I think it's a really cool concept that all these influencers are trying to box, but the matches are atrocious. <laughs> I mean, the, it, it's one thing to get these the star power, but to have a good boxing match is something else. Yeah. So, Blueface... Blueface. I don't. I don't know if Blueface is going to put up a fight in this one. I mean, maybe he actually went to Arleta High School, which was uh, and he played football at Arleta High School, so he's a Valley guy too. There we go. Um, but Adrian Peterson, dude, take a break. I know, Adrian right? Peterson, what are you <laughs> just played a year ago? Goodness gracious, he's a he has a Hall of Fame career. He's been beat up as a dude. Take a break. It's okay. The money will come. At, you could be an analyst or something, dude. Yeah. So I, <laughs> these star power boxing matches are good for views, but not. I'm really not looking for great boxing etiquette here. I, I think they're just going to whack each other on the head and call it a day. <laughs> yeah. maybe take, take, a, take a fall here and there and maybe call it a day. So. Exactly. I'll take Adrian Peterson and Blueface. <laughs> okay, we'll go with the nice parlay there. <laughs> I'll take the two. Yeah, are the yeah. parlays in or what? what are the odds? Can you do that? There's got to be odds for this exactly. thing. Right? Yeah, you can bet on anything. <laughs> no swaggy P? I got, <laughs> no, yeah, I got Blue. 
Blueface is actually really he's pretty tall, tall too. Yeah. <laughs> so honestly, it's probably a fair fight. I'm going to go with Blueface. Real quick, Jihei, do you have a uh, pick for the uh, two fights here? Yeah, nobody, nobody fight. Nobody fight. Peace and love. Peace and love. Especially Adrian Peterson again. He 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 played yeah. last season, so I don't get that. Grant, you're the best. We'll do it uh, next weekend, next Wednesday weekend, next Wednesday, my friend. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying, stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing, currency chasing. Worldwide through the hard times, worrying faces. Shed tears as we bury brothers close to heart. What was a friend, now a ghost in the dark. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.